This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for Tuesday, March 2nd, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis and high quality content that is trying to steal myself because we have to talk about multiple penguins on today's episode. (laughs) There are too many penguins. There are a lot of penguins, but at least we get to talk about the Phantoms. That's true. That's true. Bonus there. So to keep track of the Flyers and the Phantoms and the Penguins that they face, you can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnFlyers. You can also send us mailbag questions, all that good stuff. You can also email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com, and you can still get in mailbag questions for Wednesday's episode in now. We are your hosts. I'm Rachel. And I'm Danielle. And today we're going to do some quick Flyers updates and get ready for our three-game series against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And then we're going to talk about the Phantoms. And there's a lot of good stuff on that front. So really good episode today. And to subscribe to Locked On Flyers, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. So hit that subscribe button. You'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Sports Network. All right, Danielle. So not a ton of Flyers news coming down the pike yesterday. We did hear that Sam Moran was transferred to the Phantoms from the taxi squad, which is good. Uh, They'll get some playing time. So hopefully that will help him out. And then uh, we learned that Travis Konechny has skated and he's going to Pittsburgh, but tonight will be a game time decision. So that could affect some Flyers lines if he plays or doesn't play. In yeah, that'll game. be that'll be really interesting to see uh, if he does play, how the lines shake out. Because, I mean, I don't know if you can even or if you even want to take away JVR JVR and Faraby from uh, Couturier because they have been fantastic. And then, I mean, we talked about the Giroux-Hayes-Patrick line, and Giroux and Patrick have looked really good, but Hayes has been a bit questionable. So it'll be interesting to see what AV uh, wants to do. Yeah, absolutely. And then at the game versus the Penguins, it might have some fans there. The state of Pennsylvania increased their capacity for indoor events to 15%. And so they're going to do it in Pittsburgh. The Philadelphia city has not, as of recording, said that they will match what the state has said. So no update on the flyers yet. But the Phantoms have announced that they will be allowing that capacity in Lehigh Valley as well. 
Yeah, that was so surprising to me. I mean, I guess when I think about it, it's not surprising, but I still in my mind think no mass gatherings, no more, like don't surround yourself with a ton of people. Going to a game just doesn't seem like a possibility right now, but, um, you know, not for arenas and teams. Like there's so many teams in, in the league that need fans uh, in the stands. And, and even if it's not to make a profit, but it's to continue and to keep their season's ticket holders. So completely understand um, that aspect of it. Uh, and it's good that the... I know that the Phantoms are having more people there. It's good for them because at the AHL, they definitely need it. They do. And the team owner did a really good interview uh, during the past few games. Uh, Bob Rotruck split it up. And he talked about how the building there, they actually have a medical grade air system in terms of recirculating and cleaning of the air. So if that makes people feel better about going, I am certainly glad to have that information. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's been a little while since we've seen them. Uh, We did open the season against the Pens, where the Flyers won both games, but things are a little different now. Uh, Ron Hextall, of course, is their GM. He recently hired Chris Pryor, who we know as the our former Flyers director of player personnel over there. So it's kind of turning into like a little bit of a mini Flyers <laughs> central there between that. And then, you know, of course, they claimed Mark Friedman. He hasn't played yet, but it would not be surprising as you said before we started recording if they just put him in the game to be mean to the flyers (laughs) i i don't think that's that's likely but i mean i wouldn't put it past them yeah so the pens are currently uh, as of recording 11 8 and 1 they're in fifth place in the division just below the flyers but there's such like a wide swath of games played in the division because of the covid situations that it's kind of deceptive the pens are 15th overall in the nhl standings, so kind of mid-pack which is pretty typical for them when they tend to have successful seasons that they're like a late peaking team that Mm -hmm. goes into the playoffs and is successful when in fact they are so that's something to keep an eye on for sure in their last few starts, this is funny for them because their last 10 games have been either against the Caps or the Isles. So I think Penns fans are just excited to see a different team, except now it's three in a row against the Flyers. <laughs> no, I think they're they're dreading Philly, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Not even for the change of pace. No, no. They just want to get to Buffalo and the Rangers and, and yeah. the Devils. They want to get out Fair of there. Fair enough. I mean, you know, yeah, the Islanders, they're, they're an annoying team for sure. So I, I can understand that. Yeah, they just had a two-game series with the Isles where the Pens won the first one in OT but then lost. And then they split a series before that with the Caps, uh, winning 3-2 to two in overtime and then losing 5-2. to two. So that's kind of been their MO as of late. Yeah, I think as of right now, they only have four regulation wins so far this season. The rest have all come in overtime or a shootout. That's incredible. Uh, we do know that uh, Zucker has been out on LTIR, so that's kind of affected them. But... You know, they do still have the dangerous lines that we're used to, you know, the Crosby line, the Malkin line, but also their third line is not horrible. 
Yeah, no, it's not. That Bluger line, which was originally their fourth line last season um, and has been elevated to that third line status, they have been pretty good together. But the only thing is that with Zucker out, the lines are changed. Uh, and so I believe Tanev has been, yes. um, or Tanev and Aston Reese. Tanev and Zach Aston Reese have been skating on Malkin's line from the last time I've seen in their game against the Islanders. So that has kind of broken up that line. And with that li- those lines being broken up, honestly, it really seems like the only dominant line has been the Crosby line. Yeah. Is there anyone else that you think we should be keeping an eye on that's been playing well as of late? You know, with their record, honestly, not too many people. But one thing I will say is that Chris Letang has kind of turned it on. Uh, I believe right after, yeah, it was pretty much Sid's like 1,000th game played. He got two goals in that game. And then I believe he scored two goals against the Islanders. Latang and Matheson, not so much Matheson now, but he was definitely one of the highlights in their series against the Caps. So those those two would be the two that I'd keep an eye out on. And of course, the, the Crosby line. Yeah, one thing I will be keeping an eye out on is special teams because the Pens seem to be in the mud with the Flyers mm-hmm. as far as having a little bit of difficulty on both ends of it. Although, you know, the Flyers have gotten a little bit better as of late, but... Yeah. You know, I think both teams have had problems on that front. And so to see them match up against each other, I think either could go really well or really badly for either team. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, the fact that we highlighted their special teams, I wouldn't be surprised if a power play goal is scored. But I, I feel like I like our chances more better, especially if Gustafson is in the lineup with Gosses Bear, because I mean, of course we talked about, we like that uh, power play unit. So uh, fingers crossed the Flyers win the special teams battle. Yes. So we'll see how the D pairings pan out for the Flyers and, and how they match up against these pens lines. But yeah, it it should be an interesting game. That's for sure. And some animosity will be built up over the next three games that I can pretty much guarantee. You know, one thing I can also guarantee is that if you need auto parts, the best place to go is rockauto.com. It's such an amazing website. They have reliably low prices. They're the same for everybody. And, you know, they don't change their prices based on what the market will bear. They they stay generally low. And you know, rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login or anything like that. You know, what I love the most about rockauto.com is that it's a family business. So I feel like I can trust them, you know, especially dealing with your car. There's people that are always going to try to rip you off. And I've never felt like that with rockauto.com. They've been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. And when you go to rockauto.com, you always go back to rockauto.com. Because like you said, Rachel, Their prices are always consistent and low, so it's affordable for everybody. When you go to rockauto.com to shop for auto or body parts, they have hundreds of different manufacturers to choose from. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamp, motor oil, even new carpet for your car. And you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. 
Betting on the Flyers doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Subscribe to the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Danielle, we, it's that time we get to talk about the Phantoms, which I am so excited to do every week. I think part of what's exciting, at least for me, about talking about the Phantoms is that while I do want them to win games, that is for sure, it's it's just really a good opportunity to see some of the prospects and, you know, get a sense of how they're playing. And so even when they don't win, I still have a good time. Yeah, it's so weird because you know, the, the winning is just a plus, right? It's it's every game seeing what prospect stands out, uh, makes a good play, is just continuing to prove themselves and develop, which is the highlight. Yeah, so, and that's a good bit of information going into this week uh, in, in games that we just had. So coming into this past week, we knew about Chris Begrass having an injury as well as Tyson Forrester, but we got Tanner Lazinski and Lena Sandine back from injury, which is really good news. And Isaac Radcliffe was loaned back to the Phantoms, so he could be starting to skate soon. He's not in yet, but uh, it's still a good sign. So hopefully we see him out on the ice sometime soon. And then, as we know, because the Flyers got all their players back from COVID protocol, they sent a whole bunch of players back down from the Flyers and the taxi squad. So the Phantoms had David Kasha, Derek Pouliot, Felix Sandstrom, Matt Strom, and Maxim Sushko back. So that was good. And then, um, you know, we just heard about Sam Moran getting sent back down. But for this past week, he was still with the Flyers. They started the weekend in great shape. They were atop the division 3-0-1 and and had three games over the course of the weekend. All right, so these three games were, I think, a microcosm of what's going on with the Phantoms right now with, like, really strong moments from individual players, but, like, I was trying to set up earlier like as a team they're kind of a mixed bag so we have to kind of be realistic about that uh last Wednesday they played the Binghamton Devils and then on Friday and Saturday they had a back-to-back against the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Pens hence the we're only talking about the Pens this episode and I think there was a huge difference between their game against the Devils and the previous ones that they had played versus the games against the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Pens two totally different teams and it really showed in the Phantoms play uh, so on Wednesday, they won 5-4 to four in overtime with Zane McIntyre in net. And I think for me, the big takeaway from this game was that they let a 3-1 to one lead slip away. And against a team like Binghamton, which is really, really weak, like you just can't do that. Yeah, you know, one thing I do want to say is that, like, the Phantoms got a lot of new players back. So, you know, lines were pretty probably a little bit different just trying to get adjusted to playing with different line uh, mates and just a different system I do want to give them a little bit the benefit of the doubt but I agree with you that it was kind of but um you know with Binghamton I thought this was I wouldn't say a sloppy game but 
I definitely thought that the Phantoms let this one get a little bit out of control. I, I thought they kind of played more into Binghamton's hand than, than they have previously. Yeah, I agree with that. They just got kind of suckered into, like, puck watching, mm-hmm. I think, a little bit in this game. And it just was it was just annoying because Binghamton was not playing well overall. And it was just like, it just seemed kind of out of nowhere that they got themselves back into it. Uh, there were a couple of high points of the game. I mean, they did win. It was enough, so that is good. But uh, they, Lena Sandine had his first pro goal in North America, and Tanner Lazinski got uh, two assists in that game. So first pro points there. And Igor Zamula got an assist as well. So first pro point there. First AHL point for uh, Brennan Saunier. So a lot of firsts in that game. And so that must have felt good for those individual guys. Yeah. And Lazinski and Igor Zamula were two players that I was definitely keeping an eye out on. So it was good to see them uh, chip in offensively. And, you know, that had to feel good for them to get going offensively. Yeah. And, you know, aside from the fact that they did let that lead slip away, I think it was really important that they got back into it. They, mm-hmm. you know, they tied it up again to force the overtime, which was good on the Lena Sandine goal. And then, man, that overtime goal. I mean, Tuesday should be Bax Woman and Zade Wisdom Day <laughs> because they're always doing something. <laughs> yeah, that's what it feels like. I know. I felt bad because Davi Kasha had a couple of really good chances that just like mm-hmm. didn't go. But then Max <laughs> Wilman comes streaking down and pots one, you know, with just 40 seconds left in the overtime. And yeah, it felt really good. It did. And then we moved on to Wilkes-Barre Scranton and these two games I think were a big like wake up call for the for the Phantoms like I said and the good thing about the first of those two games which the Phantoms lost 4 to 2 is that nobody will ever remember that the Phantoms lost that game because Zade Wisdom had one of the most incredible goals I have ever seen, especially especially at the AHL level. Incredible goal. Like just every every Tuesday we come on here and say like he's feeling it. He's feeling it. But like that was the perfect embodiment of like he is so confident. He is so comfortable in the AHL right now. And it just shows. I love that for him. Yeah, it was just you know, where he was, like, falling down and backhands it into the net. I mean, come on. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, not to be outdone, Max Wilman, of course, scores in that game as well as the other, you know, goal scorer for the game. So, again, even though they lost 4-2, to I thought that there were some really great moments. Uh, Mason Millman got a pair of assists for his first professional points. And then that Zade Wisdom um, goal was just, like, it just overshadowed everything. Yeah, it did. So then on Saturday, the Phantoms lost 5-4 to four in overtime, which 
at, that was super frustrating. I have to say mm-hmm. this game, it just felt like the Phantoms were letting up. But anytime they had just scored a goal, they would let up and the Pens would score another goal. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the theme of that game. I agree. I, Yeah, man, it, it, it was frustrating for sure because there were a lot of really great moments in this game where you thought that they could definitely win it in regulation. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to sound like broken records, but Max Wilman and Zade Wisdom both had amazing <laughs> moments in this game, including one where Wisdom fed it to Wilman for a goal, which just, again, it wasn't like as incredible as the one in the previous game that Wisdom scored, but it was just such a great play, such great vision mm-hmm. from Wisdom to see Wilman coming up the ice and get it to him on the back door. Yeah. So I think like really what did the Phantoms in were these early goals. So in the second period, the third period, and then of course the game winner in OT, Pence just got early goals in each of those periods. Mm -hmm. Like the Phantoms just didn't seem to be ready to start the periods which is kind of surprising because I felt like before I didn't feel like they had an issue with that I felt like there were so many times where they started this period off strong so this was a little bit surprising to see them just not prepared and again like like we said before this is a different opponent um, I can't remember if this is the first time they're seeing Wilkes-Barre Scranton this season but um, but yeah they it just kind of felt like they were it took them a little bit to get their to get their groove into the the period, and they just weren't able to get that save. Which I'm not definitely not putting this on goaltending, but uh, unfortunately, uh, they just they couldn't get the save to not be down early. Yeah, well, you know, I think they definitely learned some lessons, and I personally would bet on the Phantoms to come back from this in future games which we will talk about uh, shortly but speaking of future games there's plenty every single day the NHL's schedule is packed and it's time to decide what bets you're thinking of making before they drop the puck each night and the perfect place to go for that is our friends at bet online bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action and we're talking about all sports. So right now, the NBA, college basketball, baseball is right around the corner. Bet Online even covers awards, TV show, and reality TV, which is great if you're watching The Bachelor, like us. You can get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. In fact, they even have updated Stanley Cup division and awards odds available right now. Yeah, Bet Online has you covered for all that news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device today, and you'll sign up to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Tuesdays on Locked On NHL, it's all about East Coast bias, as Locked On Sabres host Joe DiBiase and Mike. Stefano of Locked on Leafs take a look at the biggest stories in the Eastern Conference from Sidney Crosby and Alexander Ovechkin to also Claude Giroux 
to the defending champion Lightning, the up-and-coming Rangers, and everyone in between, I guess that's us, Locked On NHL is the place to be for Eastern Conference intel every Tuesday. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Danielle, so kind of looking at this past week in Phantoms action overall and kind of where this team is looking, one thing we didn't really get into yet is goaltending mm-hmm. and last week we talked about Zane McIntyre being you know he was kind of an unknown quantity to us and he had been looking pretty solid so far I think the key takeaway is that now we've seen Felix Sandstrom in one game and that we've learned that Zane McIntyre is in fact a human goaltender and has bad games which he and which he did in that four to two loss yeah as good as he's been up until that point you know I'm not gonna I'm not going to over-exaggerate in this game uh, for just one game, but it is, you know, you kind of get knocked back down to reality because he he didn't have the, his best game. And with Sandstrom, you know, he hasn't played in a while, so I definitely don't want to be down on him so so soon, so far in the season. But, I mean, there is a difference between play of, of McIntyre and Sandstrom. And just hopefully you got to hope that he can get his stride back and and McIntyre can as well. And the team in front of them are able to figure it out with some consistency uh, in their play. Yeah, one thing we talked about last week was in terms of who would get those three starts. Mm-hmm. And I had said that I wanted McIntyre to get two of the three which he did mm-hmm. uh, but I thought it would be like alternating except it was Zane got two and then Felix Sandstrom went in so slightly different order but that's how it panned out but I'm also wondering like Felix Sandstrom is ostensibly the prospect goaltender mm-hmm. that we're working with so hopefully now that Sandstrom has got a regular season start under his belt and you know, they'll get a more regular rotation in. I think we'll be seeing more of him in future games just because, you know, they need to see him more than McIntyre. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens either. And, you know, with McIntyre, maybe a lighter load would be better for him. And um, and so you just got to see how this works itself out. But um yeah, I I still think like I don't know. I I I've always been re- pretty high on Sandstrom even though he didn't have that great of a season last season. So, hopefully he can rebound and prove me right and I can sound really smart and say I I always thought he was a really great goalie. <laughs> yeah. So, we still I think need to work on special teams. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, the power play got shut down in two of the three games they scored twice on Saturday which was great but they had five opportunities and they still lost the game so you know kind of grain of salt there the PK was actually looking pretty good overall yeah and I'm hoping with you know I keep saying this well with uh, the players that they got back they can do something about this power play because I mean absolutely you don't want to say it's losing you it's losing them games but I mean, like you said, 0 for 4, <laughs> 0 for 4, 2 for 5. You know, I think that's, it's pretty clear that they they could, um, they could win these games that they're losing. So y- you hope to see 
something in these next couple of upcoming games because, you know, with Akasha and a, a Wilman and, you know, whoever else they put on that power play, hopefully they can get going. Yeah, and, you know, we talked about this, but I think the other main takeaway from the week is that they need a bigger sense of urgency when they're down. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. At first, I kind of thought it was just them getting back into the groove. But you're right. I think there was a couple of times these past couple of days or these past couple of games that we saw them down and it didn't really seem like uh, they were they were urgent and they were trying to dominate. Normally, you see a team like outshoot the others, but I, I really didn't feel like that was the kind of the vibe with with this team this past week. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard to come up with three top players of the week because it's really just Wilman and Wisdom. <laughs> but Max Wilman got AHL player of the week, uh, five goals in three games with a four game goal streak. So hats off to you, Max Wilman. And uh, there is an NHL contract available open on the Flyers now that Friedman is gone. Just saying. <laughs> That's true. So upcoming games for the Phantoms, Wednesday versus Hershey, Saturday at Hershey, and Monday at Wilkes-Barre Scranton. So it's a Pennsylvania polka, I guess, <laughs> for the for the week. Sorry, that was terrible. But what isn't terrible is our Flyers fun thing, which is, of course, that Zade Wisdom amazing goal. So just watch it again and again. It'll just make you feel good inside. Thanks for listening to today's show. We'll be back again tomorrow to recap tonight's game that the Flyers are playing versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. And then, of course, we'll have some mailbag time as well. As a reminder, we want to hear from you. Send us in your mailbag questions via Twitter at LockedOnFlyers, or you can email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Danielle, and you can find me on Twitter at Danielle underscore Nick. That's Danielle underscore N-I-C-C. And I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.